Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Independent Coronavirus Podcast. I'm Chloe Hubbard, Executive Editor at The Independent. This podcast is about getting behind the headlines with some of our team, drilling down to the issues we're all experiencing as we try to navigate how to live, work and stay sane during this COVID-19 pandemic. Today I'm joined by Harriet Hall, the Independent's Lifestyle Editor. We're focusing on fashion in isolation, the most popular stories with our readers on our website's lifestyle section and the sad subject of wedding cancellations. Harriet, you wrote a very funny column about why what you wear during self-isolation matters. You open with a famous quote about sweatpants being a sign of defeat. <laughs> yeah, so the late Karl Lagerfeld um, once famously said that sweatpants are a sign of defeat. He said, you lost control of your life, so you bought some sweatpants. Um, and I absolutely love that quote. Um, but I would hasten to suggest that perhaps Lagerfeld never had to self-isolate through a pandemic. Um, I would say in times of global, global crisis, loungewear is what will get us through. Um, you know, I think at the moment we want to be swaddled by our clothes, um, strike that balance between comfort and that sort of not, I've completely given up all hope aesthetic. Um, I think loungewear, which is essentially that sort of sleepwear, daywear hybrid, clothes that are designed to be worn at home, but that you wouldn't be ashamed of, you know, answering the door to the postman wearing, um, are what everyone is mostly going to be wearing during this time. But of course, sweatpants have long been a bet noir for many, many people in the fashion industry. We've all heard the dress smart, act smart analogy, but there is actually scientific research which points to it being better for us to not lounge about in our pyjamas all day. Also, we're all on a video call right now. I talk to the editor on a video call several times a day. I'm sure you talk to your team on video chat too, Harriet. Now, while I do confess I have descended into wearing what I like to call a formal jogger, I've tried to maintain a professional look. 
what does the research tell us about the importance of this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all been doing video chats and I think Zoom conferencing has, has possibly crept up on everyone, um, unsuspecting, hoping that they'd be wearing pyjamas during this time of remote working and self-isolation, but it's sort of scuppered that for, for many people. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the idea of a kind of ritual of getting ready for work um, in a way that you dress is really important, especially now um, while we're unable to actually leave the house um, at least more than once a day. And there have been numerous studies that have explored this connection between clothing and productivity and likewise uniform and people's willingness to obey orders, the sort of psychological power of clothes, as it were. Um, one 2014 study, for example, looked at um, men wearing formal and informal clothes and found that when men wore formal clothes in this particular study, they actually behaved in a more dominant way, had higher testosterone levels even in their blood, um, and actually secured uh, more profitable business deals um, than those who wore informal clothes. Um, other studies have looked at how people behave in tests uh, based on what they're wearing. Um, a 2015 one, for example, found that participants perform better in cognitive tests when wearing smart clothes um, than those in casual garb. And I think it always reminds me of when, um, I don't know about you, Chloe, but the teachers at my school used to make us wear our school uniform to do our exams. Um, and I know in Oxbridge, they make the students wear full academic dress for exams as well. So I, I think there's a, there's a definite connection there. It puts you in the mindset um of you know i'm i'm ready to work now i'm not just kind of lounging around on the sofa i actually once read something i can't remember where but i remember reading something about um somebody who said always put a pair of shoes on before you start uh working if you work from home i don't know if that particular uh piece of advice was based on any specific science but it's something that i picked up and i do do and i tend to work from home um even before this time um, now and again and actually I do always put shoes on because it's one of those weird things that's, that's really stuck with me and it does help you um, just change your mentality so you're not kind of shuffling around in pyjamas I think. No I'm completely with you whenever I've had sort of interviews over Skype or whatever uh, over the years I've always actually and I'm not really a heel wearer in the newsroom but I actually put heels on for a video call because I find it makes me sit slightly differently so yeah it definitely does something. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, it does. It does. So in the column, you talk about developing your quarantine chic. What does that look like for you? Yes, um, I'm sure this is a very unpolitically correct term to use, but I think we need something to sort of lift the spirits at the moment. Um, you know, clothes also have this direct impact on our mental well-being. Um, So-called enclosed cognition is, is a theory that, that really suggests the way that we dress has a direct impact on our mood as well as our kind of professional behaviour. So if we wear something we perceive to be uplifting, it can lift our spirits. That's not to say, you know, we all find the same types of clothes uplifting or positive. Um, but for me, I think it's all about avoiding wallowing, finding joy in clothes. Um, as the lifestyle editor in a newsroom, I already teeter dangerously close to the acceptable sartorial edge. Um, but working from home, I've started to have a little bit more fun. Um, quarantine chic, as I call it, I think is about striking a real balance between kind of versatile, crease-free fabrics. You know, you don't want to be wasting your mornings um, with ironing. Um, and people always talk about this sort of day to night aesthetic in, in fashion magazines. And I think the kind of quarantine chic is more of a desk to couch to jog around the park for five minutes on your sort of 
once a day constitutional um, aesthetic. So, so that's what I'm going for. I think mostly um, for me, it's day to day. I'm very much the way that I dress is very driven by um, my mood. I am avoiding my usual kind of high waist trousers, no shoes that pinch. I'm not doing kind of starch shirts and all of that. But I am trying to have a bit of fun, um, wearing kind of looser, more comfortable clothing. I think that is the real key. Um, I think also, you know, you want to be able to hop on a FaceTime with your boss and not look like you're an absolute, you know, waste of space. I think you want to look like you've got a stuff together. Um, and, you know, if you're going to take your outfit straight away out and about for your once a day walk, you want to be able to sprint away from anyone that is not abiding by the two metre social distancing rules. So trainers, I think. Yeah, they're key, definitely. So aside from what we wear, I was talking to the editor yesterday and he's wondering when he is next going to be able to visit the barbers. Christian, um, as I'm sure you probably know, has a good head of hair on him. So he could quite quickly start to look a bit Ross Poldark without a trip to the barbers. What should he do, Harry? <laughs> um, well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. This week I have already shaved my partner's head. Um, we're just two weeks into remote working and the desperation for, for haircuts has begun. I feel very smug that I did sprint to the hairdressers before before the lockdown um, because I, 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 I'm a sort of very short peroxide hair that needs a lot of kind of regular trims. Um, so I think number one, get yourself a great pair of clippers if you're a man. Um, if you can secure a, sh a slot on Amazon, um, those are a really useful thing to have anyway, um, long after this uh, ends, whenever that may be. Um, I think for women as well, a, a deep conditioner is quite a good idea because personally with long hair, I would avoid trying to cut it yourself unless you've got a very simple hairdo and you've got someone that you're living with who can help you with that. So to avoid those kind of split ends, I would say deep conditioner, whack it on or just whack on your normal conditioner if you don't have a deep conditioner and wrap a sort of cellophane. It sounds really weird, but wrap cellophane around your head and it keeps the sort of heat in and go to sleep like that um, and then wake up the next day and that's a bit of a sort of do-it-yourself deep condition. Um, I think also like if we are going to have a bit more fun uh, working from home with our clothes and kind of trying to become, I plan to become very eccentric sartorially by the end of this. Um, so, you know, I've, I've got some sort of leftover pink hair dye from when I used to dye my hair pink. So maybe I'll even do that, but perhaps that's not one for Christian. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing your full descent into Adina Monsoon, Harry. This is uh, <laughs> any day now. I live for this. Yeah, my hairdresser actually um, made a point of contacting me on Instagram and telling me not to touch my hair because I think she must realise that I probably really want it cut. So I'm probably going to just leave mine alone and go full Florence and the Machine. Um, <laughs> The other thing I was wondering about is like waxing. I'm a bit worried my eyebrows are going to begin to sort of take over my face and I'm going to end up looking like Teen Wolf. Should we leave them alone and hope for the best? What are you going to do about that? Yeah, you know what? It, it's funny, all these beauty regimes and things, you, you don't actually realise until you, you can't access them how much we rely on them. Like, I think as much as I like to think I'm sort of sticking it to the patriarchy on a daily basis, I'm fully immersed in a kind of strict, regular, you know manicures or you know lash tints or what have you um, and once that goes away you think oh goodness I wish I'd done all this before um, you know I think some home grooming is quite a nice and positive way to spend a couple of hours um, it's quite sort of nurturing mentally we've noticed on Indie Best a lot of people um, have been really enjoying our article on at home gel manicure kits 
Um, so that kind of thing's really nice. I think when it comes to eyebrows though, I'm very much of the mindset, best left alone. It is a professional thing. You think you can just grab one hair and then minutes down the line, you look like you're in some sort of 90s girl band with absolute <laughs> pencil brows. Do not want that look. <laughs> um, no, but one thing I'm also friends. really, <laughs> one thing I'm also really enjoying is not wearing makeup actually. And I tend to wear makeup really ha as and when I choose. I don't wear it obsessively every day. I'm, I'm kind of, it depends how late I'm running for work or whether I've managed to sit, get a on the tube but I'm quite enjoying not wearing it and I think actually people people's skin will really benefit from um, perhaps not from extreme lack of vitamin D but at least from lack of foundation Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Beyond trying not to descend into the jobbers of woe, you've obviously been pretty busy keeping our readers informed about all the latest COVID-19 advice. What have been the most popular stories with our audience? Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a really interesting time for everyone um, across the newsroom. I think all um, journalists, whatever their beat, are, 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 you know, unable to avoid um, COVID-19 as with the rest of the population. Um, on Lifestyle in particular, we found real interest for you know very serviceable pieces very kind of helpful advice pieces um sort of myth debunking um there there are kind of terrifyingly um enormous amount of sort of fake news circulating on whatsapp more than ever before i don't know if you've noticed with your own friendship groups but i've definitely noticed you know a friend of a friend works at this hospital and they recommend this so we're working to kind of debunk a lot of that speak to experts do interviews and kind of see what people are, are looking for and answer those questions um people are also really enjoying reading about personal experiences and isolation everything from relationships um which i know you discussed with olivia petter in our um, millennial love in the time of corona episode um and also at, you know we had a real spike of interest in terms of uh you know the health news um and now we're really seeing an increase in people wanting to read about really positive things virtual experiences exercise you can do at home recipes and that kind of thing um 
so yeah so I, there, there, there's, a, there's a lot that we can cover you know it's an unprecedented time and, and as a result uh, there's a lot of lifestyle content that people are interested in yes that's I mean that's really interesting because uh, talking about fake news and all the things being shared on whatsapp I'm certainly getting a lot of that and it makes you realize that you know as journalists we're reading constantly we're constantly across the latest advice and actually by the time you know I mean I'm from Devon by the time uh, my friends in Devon have sort of been sent something they perhaps haven't been as across the facts as we are so it's a super important job to sort of debunk some of these uh, worrying things going around so mm. um, what are you having to think about when you're commissioning writers during this crisis? I think the main thing for us is is being very very responsible making sure we've got comment on anything that's said when we, we don't go out with sort of you know, this viral hack is the key way to, you know, cure all woes. Um, we are very much avoiding any triggering language, being very careful of the type of images that we use in articles, nothing too scaremongery, um, that kind of thing. Um, I think a lot of the job of a lifestyle journalist is sort of responding to and tapping into the zeitgeist. Um, what are people, you know, even when you talk to your friends, I think quite different from many forms of journalism, a lot of my sort of ideas and content literally comes from chatting to friends or, um, you know, kind of brainstorming with the team. And we think, oh yeah, actually, a lot of our friends have expressed concern about X, Y, Z, or have you noticed, you know, everyone's obsessed with the sort of Joe Wicks morning workout. And so we tend to, to respond, respond to that as well. Um, but I think really the key is avoiding that triggering language, avoiding scaremongering, and trying to balance the the shade with with some light wherever possible. Yeah, exactly. I think um, there's enough frightening news out there. We don't need to be adding to that. So away from running your busy team remotely and all of the challenges that come with that, the uh, outbreak has also meant your wedding this summer has been postponed. I know you were at work when you got the news. Yeah, uh, me as well as uh, many others. Actually, it was really interesting. We were covering a lot of stories um, early on about people who um, whose wedding had been cancelled, about how to deal with wedding insurance, whether you had it, if you didn't have it, what you could do, what your rights were. Um, and obviously, the whole time, this was in the back of my mind. My wedding was actually supposed to be at the beginning of June. Um, and we have been planning it for a year and um, so you know as most people planning wedding takes so much more time than you expect um, and as much as I sort of initially started the process thinking no we won't do a big wedding I'm not into weddings I'm not into any of that cheese we ended up with you know 90 strong guest lists um, and me sort of try, trying on white wedding dresses um, which was exactly the opposite of what I had uh, thought I was interested in um, it was a real blow. Um, it was a lot more sort of gutting than I than I would have previously thought. Um, I think, especially at the moment, you know, having a kind of light at the end of this sort of never-ending, meandering tunnel is something that everyone's been looking forward to. Whether that be a wedding or the London Marathon or Glastonbury, you know, everyone's had things cancelled. And of course, there is much worse going on than any kind of cancelled events uh, could ever be. But yeah, it was it was really upsetting. You know, we are um, still looking into our insurance. Um, there's a lot of complications there. There's obviously um, a real kind of risk that, you know, as well as losing an event that we were so looking forward to, um, you know, our friends have booked plane tickets. Um, we've had friends coming from Australia, Hong Kong, uh, you know, Greece, Copenhagen, New York, LA, um, what have you. 
Um, you know, we felt quite guilty about that. And we also felt really sad for the wedding suppliers. I think when you're planning a wedding, you're, you work very closely with people um, for an event that is very personal. And you talk to people about your relationship. You know, day to day, you don't normally just go around having conversations with people about your relationship. And you speak to a lot of strangers about your relationship and how you'd like it to be portrayed in photographs or um, what kind of speeches you would like from your kind of maid of honor and your best man and all that kind of thing. So there are so many people involved in the planning of a wedding. Um, and, and for us, I think we also just felt really, really awful for the suppliers whose entire, you know, livelihoods and businesses depend on this season. Wedding season is now, it's just ramping up and it looks like so much has been canceled. So, um, you know, it was a very supportive cancellation that we're sort of going through. We're speaking to everyone and we're trying to be as supportive of our suppliers as they are of us and, and hoping to rearrange, but everything is just so uncertain um, and we're definitely not alone in, in that sense. I think also um, a lot of people have been contacting, you know, their local council or their church saying, our wedding has been canceled, but we really want to get married anyway. And I think during this time when things are so scary, you do actually think, you know, I, we do want to be married and maybe the wedding element doesn't matter as much anymore and it's not possible, but we just want to kind of be each other's person in a sort of, in a sort of cheesy way and sort of protect each other. Um, and obviously, um, what, you know, since the lockdown, that, that, that's, that's not possible either. And, and a lot of people have said, um, you know, you can only have weddings of five people in total. Um, so yeah, disappointment for a lot of people, but in many, many more ways than just weddings, I think. Yeah, it's interesting when you think about the um, all of the suppliers, as you say, a lot of them sort of do a very, very hard sort of six months busy season of the year and work, you know, all sorts of hours in order to get this annual money in and yeah, thoughts obviously with them. Um, do you have any ideas about when you might reschedule or is it all still up in the air? You know, it's so difficult because I think because we have people coming from all over the world, um, that obviously affects things. Um, we initially had, you know, like most people really wanted a sort of summer wedding and actually the dress that I ordered is very much a summer dress. Um, so, and summer just doesn't seem like a realistic prospect anymore. I think we are just kind of hanging tight, speaking to insurers and now sort of looking inwards at, you know, making sure our family is okay and everything before before we look to do that I would absolutely love um to to keep it all running but it's just so uncertain at the moment yeah well one thing's for sure people are going to want a party by the time this is all over oh yeah absolutely okay so before we leave a reminder that you can get in touch with the podcast team here to ask questions or suggest future subjects for discussion so please email that coronaviruspodcast at independent.co.uk Alternatively, you can use the social media hashtag Indie Coronavirus Podcast. That's Indie with a Y. You can, of course, read all about the COVID-19 pandemic as it unfolds on our website, independent.co.uk. There's also a new email newsletter you can sign up to if you want the latest news and advice delivered to your inbox daily. There's more information on that on our website. Please remember to subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen, and leave us a rating and a comment too so more people can find us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.